honestly. it was you could feel it yeah no it was the it's, energy was palpable on that high i could touch it i could, touch it. I could move with it touch all this high <laughs> that's beautiful that's stunning um mm-hmm. welcome back to another episode of honestly a podcast with zoe and logan that's logan and that was zoe wow been a minute. Been a minute. Been a minute. <laughs> we are here. We are back. We were off for a while, but we're back. We're back. We're back. You know, it happens. We like. We're to- always gone for something great. Yeah, no, we we like to just take random um random weeks yeah. of time mm-hmm. off from doing this, just unannounced, just completely no reason. Random. No reason. Um, you know, there was a period of time where we used to like tweet something to be like, "Hey guys." Yeah. You know, just so our um, our listeners know, our fans at home, they know that you know we'll be taking this week off for um for whatever reason. I we don't feel even like do the, that anymore. The first couple of times we had to do that, it was like technical difficulties. We can't record a new episode this week, or like we lost the episode this week, can't do it, or like one of us has the flu, can't do it. But then it got too like. <laughs> It was like, real. oh, somebody else died again. Someone, someone else died. So that that is what happened. So we're just we're back. We're fine. It's a different year now. We were gonna have a New Year's specific episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and um, we were we were so excited about that because we were both of us were off that week after Christmas, mm-hmm. and so we're like, wow, we'll both be not working. We can yeah. record the podcast like during the day. We won't be tired from like working our nine to five all day. We That'll can be do so like fun. New, new Year tarot read. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought about that as yeah. we were sitting here in this moment. No, that's okay. We can do that. We can do that another time. You know, we're just we're easing back into things. Um, it's been it's been a crazy few weeks. We're like you said in a new year good vibes all around <laughs> honestly feel fresh feel reinvigorated 2020 is behind us there's no, no long-lasting effects on mm-hmm. either parties no no things are good no. feeling good feeling fresh 2021 has famously not been a crazy year and no. we're only 13 days into it at the no. time of recording um so at it's press good time. at press time um famously nothing crazy going on like no. i don't know in the united states for example everything's not there. super chill there i think right not there not here um no everything's great everything is calm mm-hmm. i would say kind of boring even you know i mean would we it might be controversial to go that far but a yeah slow slow a pace l- little slow you know just really a, a sleepy year so far mm-hmm. you know it's mm-hmm. not like we're still in the middle of a global pandemic. There wasn't an attempted no. coup in the United States last week. <laughs> no. A president hasn't been impeached for a second time. It's fine. No. 
I think that would be really crazy if that all happened at once. Yeah, no, that would be wild. But luckily it hasn't. <laughs> mm-hmm. Luckily, everything's been super chill, mm-hmm. super fun, super fresh. And so. at least, like, in if the world is being crazy, at least everyone's personal life has mm-hmm. been calm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And relaxed. And we're allowed to, you know, mm-hmm. see each other and do things and be a community. <laughs> at least we'll always have that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. what is that? We actually can't oh, do getting, any of those things. <laughs> we're getting we're getting some reports back that that okay. Okay. Not actually true. <laughs> Noted. Uh, you know what? It's fine. It's fine. As per usual, we are surviving in a world that sometimes seems challenging. <laughs> challenging. Thriving, <laughs> maybe. Currently <laughs> um, is a word. It's a word that I wouldn't use to describe either of us, but <laughs> it is an adjective that I hope can describe us one day. One day. We'll get there. Something to aspire to. Um, great. So we're back. Um, <laughs> you know, just we're here. Everything's normal. Everything's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we have a lot to talk about there. We've been off for three weeks. Lots of content to discuss. We want to talk about our... Our 2020 faves, what few things we enjoyed last year. <laughs> Again, we talked about this before, like not on the podcast, just in our regular yes. chattings. <laughs> there's so much that I had like originally like noted to myself to be a 2020 fave that like looking back, I was like, that wasn't this year. Yeah. It's just this year, we're not this year, we're not 2020 anymore. But 2020 felt both extremely long Mm -hmm. and like it was only a couple months all at once yeah I I feel like I have talked to you about this outside of the podcast about how my perception of time is so warped now like I'm like to me to me it's like we're still in 2020 like I don't feel like we're in a new year no and so it's like I'm thinking about things and I'm like oh that happened last year and it's like no that happened in 2019 like I have completely like blocked out all of 2020 no and it's I not just, real it didn't I, exist I have no concept of things like I'm just like oh yeah like I moved into the apartment last year no babe you moved into the apartment like almost two years ago like it's yeah. <laughs> it was a different time no I'm like oh yeah that concert that I went to last year it's like no baby girl you didn't go to any concerts I last year <laughs> truly keep thinking that the Jonas Brothers was the mm. beginning of 2020 and it yeah. was not no, no, it was not. It was not. It was not. It was 2019. Yeah. But that's all we have to cling to. It's just like... So it's, cling we will. Cling we will, indeed. It's just, it's such an interesting experience to, like, have gone through a year where virtually nothing happened. Like, I mean, like, mm-hmm. a lot happened, but, like, you weren't <laughs> like, doing anything, yeah. you know? Like, it's so weird to go through a year where it's like, oh, I was literally just at home for, like, 75% of the year. Yeah. From March through to December, I was at home, you know? And so it's so weird to then look back on a year and be like, oh, I didn't do anything. Like, Not that's a bizarre. single thing. Yeah, it's it's a lot. And then there's a lot of people right now um, doing the, like, toxic positivity thing. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot, it's a lot this early into the new year to be (laughs) pretending. Like, I just think, like, if you personally want to, like, go into 2021 with a new attitude and you're like, I'm going to, this is going to be a great year, you know, I'm going to positive think my way into Mm -hmm. a good year. (laughs) 
it's like that's fine like I I hope that that works for you I hope that you're manifesting and power of positive thinking is Mm -hmm. successful I hope that that is like something that works for you I just like I'm exhausted okay (laughs) on so many levels we are tired (laughs) I am I am tired I am I'm merely just trying to get through um to get the vaccine (laughs) all I I want it's really a lot because it's like so many people have died like so many people have died because of this pandemic and just you know not pandemic related Mm -hmm. but just a lot of death in a single year and to go on to social media if you're not if you're not one of the people who have like experienced that in any way and be like well 2020 wasn't all bad I got to lay down on my couch a lot it's like (laughs) ma'am I love the people. people are dying. I love the people who are like, I really had an opportunity to slow down this year. And I, you know, it, being forced to slow down, I really found myself. <laughs> that that one really gets me. And I I like as two people who are very anxious, have a lot of anxiety-related ish- issues. Issues. I cannot imagine. Something like this Mm-mm. providing you with a sense of calm and slowness. Yeah. No. <laughs> like we may be physically stopped, but <laughs> that's exactly it. It's like I may be like physically stagnant, like unable to leave my house. Yeah. Like I'm chained to my <laughs> desk all day. Yeah. And then I lay either on my bed or on my couch all evening. Um, I may be like physically stagnant, but my mind has never been working faster. Like no. I am thinking about all the possible terrible scenarios that could all happen at, once. at any moment. <laughs> all at once, all the time, at any given moment of the day. And that's a lot. But you know, I really found myself in that. <laughs> I just it's it's really one of those things where I'm like, please keep that to yourself. <laughs> now is a time for being quiet. Use that calmness and slowness you found to stop your mouth from talking Just, and know. your hands from a tweeting. Also, okay, like, I don't know if you, like, were seeing a lot of this on Twitter or, like, on Instagram or wherever, but it was, like, a lot of people who work in media were, like, here's a roundup of, like, things that I did this year. Like, here's yes. a roundup of, like, the work that I published or the yes. work that I did. And I'm, like... I'm like, okay. <laughs> I love that. Like, I'm living for you. Like, I'm so happy that like you had like um like a, a good year with your job. I just I don't know. How do we feel about people like creating like long threads of like their employment opportunities this year when like unemployment was like, I don't know, at an all-time high? <laughs> do we feel good about that? Um, do we, I'm genuinely we asking. Good? Are we feeling good tonight? Um Here's the thing. I know both of us enjoy that at any other moment. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow, that's cool. Or like, yeah. oh, hey, I saw that. I can't believe this person was involved with yes. it. Now? Now is not the time. It just feels like, you know what? Someone who works in like the grocery store mm-hmm. is like heading home from like an excruciating day. And is like going on to Twitter and it's like, oh. Wow, this person had like opportunities to work from home and do all this stuff and still like get paid mm. and accomplish a lot. And it's like I'm 
it's it's one thing to be happy for other people Mm -hmm. i am happy but there's also like read the room read the room yeah very that very that um like i that's the thing i know i'm sure i know i'm like i'm probably sounding bitter to people and it's like i'm not okay like i'm genuinely we love we like I genuinely think we both enjoy reading those things that yeah, no, and it's time. like I'm genuinely happy for people that had like good opportunities in 2020. Like I think that that's like amazing that like despite like a really shit year, like you were able to like forge some good opportunities for yourself, mm-hmm. whether they were like professionally or personally. Like if you if you genuinely were thriving in 2020 despite everything else, like I'm happy for you. I don't want people to have like a shit year, you know? Like I want people to be happy, but I also recognize the fact that like to have like quote unquote thrived during 2020 or had those opportunities, you're sitting in like a place of immense privilege. And yeah, I just I like just don't think enough <laughs> I don't think enough people have like been cognizant of that and have also kind of like recognized that in conjunction with being like look at all these things that I was able to do last year exactly and it's like I know like we've complained before this year in general of course (laughs) but like specifically about like working from home and like Mm -hmm. we're both aware that it's like a privilege to be able to have a job that allows us to work from home Mm -hmm. and we know there's like a whole string of like additional things that come with that like problems that come with that as opposed to like working in an office but like I feel like those threads don't take that into account either. Like, it's just like, here's all the good stuff. And it's like, okay, there's a lot of people (laughs) who can't, uh, can't find one good thing. I don't think. And then it just makes you feel bad for like yourself. You're like, well, I didn't do anything. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, I think like, I mean, like I have like a hard time with that at the best of times where it's just like, you like reflect back on the year and you're like oh I wish I had done more or whatever mm-hmm. and it's like fuck like in the year 2020 where it's like you literally couldn't do anything it's like obviously I'm sitting there like at the end of December being like oh wow like what a waste of a year like I didn't yeah. do anything it's like yeah big because you couldn't do anything <laughs> like you no were one like did anything <laughs> like you literally could not do anything um but yeah of course like there's always that like pressure or whatever where you're like oh well like why wasn't I doing things like why wasn't I hustling and like side hustling and why didn't I have seven streams of revenue (laughs) those people it's like it's too much like if you if you're here if you're here (laughs) right now and you're managing to cope with everything every day that's enough (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah that's exactly it 2020 that's an accomplishment like I there's uh, we talked about this on like another episode but like your productivity doesn't define your self-worth like (laughs) no and especially in a situation like this yeah and it's like I know that like so many people have like tweeted stuff like this but being like you know we're in a pandemic like you don't you don't have to be constantly productive you don't have to like you don't have to like come out of this experience like having gained something or having like developed a new skill or like whatever it may be it's like if you just come out of this alive like that's enough that's great that's good that's really all that's that we need from you yeah (laughs) that's really it so um did you make any new year's resolutions this year um (laughs) I did I did and then (laughs) yesterday really threw a wrench into that Mm -hmm. it's funny because it's absolutely deranged but I'll explain (laughs) for the audience (laughs) 
Um, so in December, mm-hmm. I worked myself up to a point where I was like, you know what? I'm going to find a therapist. I'm going to look through like the directories of like mm-hmm. psychology today. Yeah. Find some people, pick one out that I think matches what I'm looking for, works with situations that I'm like specifically looking for. Mm-hmm. And make a consultation appointment, which, like, if you are someone who, like, is neurotypical in in any way, that doesn't seem like a lot. (laughs) But we can assure you (laughs) that it is. Um, So did that. December 11th, made an appointment for January 12th. So a month. (laughs) A full 30 days <laughs> and a single day more <laughs> in advance to work myself up to then going to it. Mm-hmm. So the day <laughs> going came. to it, quote unquote. going to it. The day came. I go into the like virtual waiting room mm-hmm. or whatever. I'm waiting there and I get um, a phone. My, a fo- I get a phone. I get a phone. Yeah. <laughs> I get a notification on my phone from Outlook Calendar. And it just says canceled. And I went, cancel culture did claim you. (laughs) It did claim me. And I was like, hmm. So then I was looking and I was opening it and it just said, it said like meeting changed or something. But then it was like the same date, same time, same everything. So I was like, you know, sometimes Outlook is weird. Whatever. Glitchy, you know. Didn't think a lot of it. Still sitting in the waiting room. See that the doctor (laughs) is currently busy mm-hmm. but it keeps saying like your call will start soon i'm like cool okay perfect it will <laughs> um shortly after like two minutes past mm-hmm. the time of her appointment she joins and goes i've been actually trying to get a hold of you no hello no hello. <laughs> no how are you just i've been trying to get a hold of you and i went oh and looked at my phone to see if i had like missed a call or mm-hmm, something mm-hmm. and she's like I've been emailing you every day this week um, also, I actually double booked you first of all every this was a Tuesday yes. so she emailed you every day this week so one, one maybe maybe <laughs> twice <laughs> maybe. and I was like oh okay so I open my outlook I go to my junk folder mm-hmm I go to my deleted folder in case I like sleep deleted it or something <laughs> I went to the spam. I went to, no, not nary an email in sight. Um, didn't email me. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I actually double booked you. It's like, oh. She's like, yeah, so I have to go um, to, to that one now. It's like, all right. And she's like, um, would, would you generally need evenings? And I was like, uh yeah yeah she's like and you work during the week and I was like yeah yeah which is why evenings I would need she's like so like a Saturday wouldn't be good for you and like I don't I'm sure I could make time to do it on a Saturday but like the thought of that upsets me well yeah I mean like it's just like a personal preference like this is something that like you're doing for yourself as much as anything and so it's just like you want something that's going to work for your schedule. You also know, like, the type of person you are. And it's, like, you don't want it to, like, overshadow, like, your Saturday. Like, when you're exactly. off, it's, like, I don't I don't blame you for not wanting to do, like, heavy emotional lifting, like, on a weekend. On a weekend. <laughs> that's the thing. It's, like, if it's 
during the week it's like okay so like nine to five I'll be working so like Mm -hmm. my brain will be occupied on doing (laughs) that and then it will be right after so Mm -hmm. I won't have to spend the whole day being like oh and then I have to do that and talk about this and then and then afterwards I'm going to be tired from work anyways yeah so I will be drained and then I'll I'll just go to bed like it's not like Saturday it's not like okay let me have my therapy in the morning and then do something with my friend (laughs) as I'm like "Uh, yeah exactly so I was like, yeah, oh, okay, washing machine, go off, sing me a tune. Um, I was like, oh, yeah, um, I would I would probably need someone who's doing me. She's like, okay, so it's probably not going to work then. Um, I could, like, email, I'll email you some, some people who are, like, a similar vibe to me. And I was like, okay. She's like, but, like, I, I'll, do you have another email that I could send it to? I was like, okay, so I had to give her my work email. <laughs> and then she she sent me an email and and I forwarded it to my personal email mm-hmm. and then responded and didn't have a problem getting a thing back from her. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't like her email was blocked mm-hmm. or going to spam or anything. It was just that she had not emailed me. Also, I left my home and cell phone number with the consultation mm-hmm. request. So I don't know why you wouldn't call to say <laughs> that you would accidentally double booked. Yeah. So oh, she also said that it took her way too long to realize it was a January appointment. So she thought that I booked like December twelfth. So I'm like, oh, but then why would you be trying to contact me now? Now. So that was really that was my um. <laughs> My resolution, if you will, was to look into that, um, start that in the new year. Uh, here we are. <laughs> I mean, you certainly did try, and I, I think did. that that is a really great first step. Thank you. <laughs> and I think, you know, maybe in a little while when you've recovered from this <laughs> experience, you just, you're going to get back on that saddle and you're going to try again. I am. And it'll be good. It'll be fine. You know, I think that's like the really overwhelming thing to people, i.e. me, about um, therapy is that it's so hard to find somebody. And it's like it can be so overwhelming just to like look through like the directory of like local therapists or whatever. And then, you know, maybe you find somebody, you know, you never know like if you're going to vibe with them or not. Like therapy is all about vibes. (laughs) Or if they're going to keep your appointment. (laughs) Yeah, that too. That too. Um, I mean, like we were talking about this yesterday after it happened, and it just kind of feels irresponsible, maybe, for Mm -hmm. therapist to just blatantly be like, "I can't talk to you." It's like, listen, like I get it. Like I'm sure she's a busy woman, but it's just like you couldn't find like 20 minutes to talk to this person who like clearly is going through something to the extent that they like felt the need that they wanted to like reach out and like explore therapy as an option and you're just like I can't I can't I simply can't speak to you (laughs) and the thing is like it's it's like a 30 minute free consultation you couldn't just be like call me back at like eight o'clock or something Mm. like I was saying I said this to Logan yesterday too but like if I went to the dentist today for an appointment and they Mm. were like oh my god I double booked you and it was like the last appointment of the day they would just stay yeah and like, still do my appointment they would just squeeze you that out. was their bad yeah <laughs> that's exactly it like it wasn't an error on your end it was an error on her end and I think she should have been more 
helpful in trying to rectify it and like provide some sort of service to you at least like I get that it was like a free consultation but like still like you said it was 30 minutes like she maybe could have just like taken some time out of her evening literally like and like I didn't um I didn't fully look into the people that she's emailed me today mm -hmm. but um they seem um vibe that I'm retrieving from them picking up is that they're um thin and white and into like reiki um and that's like not personally what i am looking for Mm -hmm. um no exactly it's just like i guess not the right vibe (laughs) i get that like and again it's like that vibe could be great for somebody you know like there are some people that i'm sure that would be like a really good fit for but again like it is so personal like you really want to find somebody that like you can like feel completely like open and honest speaking to Mm -hmm. and you know like thin white lady with reiki vibes is just like not it's not it and that's okay (laughs) not right now not right now you know that's that's okay so i i do hope that you will um you know you'll get back on that horse at some point and try again i think um it will be a (laughs) resolution part two we're gonna try again later part two electric right boogaloo now, but that that was my in- intention mm-hmm. for this year it's um but it, we'll, we'll have to wait it's unfortunate because i feel like you're one of those people where it's just like like you're like i like i don't like making appointments like i don't yeah. want to go to appointments and then it's just like you know you, you kind of like you're like okay well like what's the worst thing that could happen mm-hmm. like what she's gonna double book me and then not see me and then i'll be left with no one <laughs> that that mm. is what this year I get not last year and the beginning of this year have been mm-hmm. it's just like every anxious thought we have as people for worst case scenario yeah. is happening mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that's a lot <laughs> not gonna lie I'm not gonna lie that's a lot to unpack but I won't be doing it with her because she double booked me and then said no ma'am oh well that's a journey. That's yeah. for sure. No, good, good for That's you. That's for sure fun. Um, what about you? Any resolutions? Um, I'm not making any resolutions because it's just like, like, why? Why am I doing that? Like, I never. Not that I'm like a big resolution person most of the time, but I saw this thing on I think like Allison Roman like posted about it on Instagram or something like that, and it's like instead of resolutions, they're like more and less lists okay like I kind of like the idea of that so it's just like for the new year it's like what do you want to do more of and like what do you want to do less of it's not like it's not as like finite as a resolution where it's just like I I have to do this thing yeah exactly so I like I I'm also trying to like get back into journaling because like there's a lot of a lot of thoughts rolling around in the noggin and so I think it's sometimes good to like get those out on paper um so I wrote down like a little like more or less list in my journal um and this means you can watch more bullet journal videos oh I do enjoy those like I'm never this is the thing like I'm never gonna bullet journal like I'm never going to to do that that person I would absolutely love to be that person and I but I just know that I'm not but I love watching the videos (laughs) um yeah I'm just I'm just doing like your classic writing things down you know so that's good but I did my little more or less list um in my journal over here that I cute oh it's the stickers it's the stickers um and so what do I have I won't like read all of it because it's personal just kidding it's really not but you know I said I said more um cooking because I've really enjoyed cooking and it's something that 
you know, um, I really did a lot of in 2020 and it's something that brings me joy, something that sparks joy in my yes, life. Yes. So I'd like to continue with that. It sparks joy in my life too, to get Snapchats of you cooking things because it oh, always looks good. And then it you. sparks sadness because I don't get to eat it with you. Yeah, well, <laughs> and then I, when I was like journaling the other day, I was like writing about, I was like, all I want to do is cook food for my friends and have them over. That's all. <laughs> it made me sad. <laughs> so like I have that, for example. And then like for like less that I want to do, I said... Um, for example, uh, like Uber Eats, because mm. I just I think I could maybe rein that in a little bit. <laughs> it has gone out of control mm-hmm. in 2020. Yeah. Oh, I was I was like really bad with Uber Eats pretty much the entire time I was living at the apartment. But <laughs> it's like I feel like at the beginning of Uber Eats being something that existed, mm-hmm. I had a lot of anxiety about using it. Sure. Because I, I just, it's an ordering food thing, being a fat person. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah, It's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, well, they're going to judge me for ordering this. And when it's literally the job that they're doing, they probably mm-hmm. do not care at all. No. They don't even, like, look up. Like, they don't, <laughs> yeah, they don't care. <laughs> they drop it and they run away. <laughs> um, But this year I'm like, Hey, I'm home. I want to eat that. Yeah. And it got out of control. Mm-hmm. It's it's out of control. So I support that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, don't get me wrong. Like, I like ordering food, like, sparks joy in me also. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. I love getting, I love ordering food. If I want McDonald's breakfast one day, then like, I'm going to get it and that's fine. But like, it definitely yeah. got to a point last year where it was just like purely from a place of like laziness and yes, just like, apathy where I was like I yeah. can't be bothered to cook food for myself so I'm just gonna order Uber Eats for like every meal mm-hmm. and it was just I was spending a lot of money on it and it's you know that's that's not that's not great that's so, not the vision I have for... I just you know going forward I you know will still order food I just want it to be you know more of a treat rather than oh this is like now I'm just getting lunch you know yeah. <laughs> yep very very understandable so I did that but yeah I don't have any like finite resolutions I'm not like oh my god I want to travel more this year it's like I don't know what the fuck I'll be able to do this year so like no my dad my dad keeps repeating a joke that he heard on the news that he just finds really funny because someone I guess was asked what their resolutions for 2020 was Mm -hmm. 2021 were and he was like oh like I want to (laughs) travel travel less and spend more time with family and so that's what he's been going up that's funny I like that yeah it's like when I was like writing down my more or less list it's just like well I don't know what this year is gonna look like in terms of like how much I'll be able to do where I'll be able to go etc so it's like I tried to keep everything like very like easy and attainable and realistic it's just like these are things that, like, regardless of what the state of the world is, like, I should still be able to do or not do. Or not <laughs> so. do. I like that. I think that's a good way to set yourself up for, like, the reality of 2020. Yeah. And then it's, like, rather than being, like, like, I think, like, the other thing, like, one of the other things I wrote on my list is, like, I want to, like, work on, like, less mindless like screen time on my phone mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, And so it's just, like, it's not to say that, like, I'm never gonna, like, just scroll through my phone but it's just like it's something at least like at the end of this year I can look back and be like oh did I actually do less of that or no you know rather than being like I never did it again (laughs) it's like I know that's not realistic like no and I also just feel like what's the point of that like it's like it's when people like do dieting for like no reason mm -hmm. either it's like why are you putting 
restrictions on yourself exactly. that don't need to be there. That's exactly it. You know, it's just like social media doesn't make me like unhappy. Like I don't think I have like a bad relationship with it. Like I enjoy scrolling through Instagram or like Twitter. Mm-hmm. Like obviously sometimes like depending on what's going on in the world, it's like a bit more like upsetting to like look through Twitter, for example. But it's like it's something I enjoy doing, but like to a point, like I just like I'll just be like laying in bed on my phone and I just keep flipping between the same yeah. two apps and I'm like, okay, that's pointless. Like you could be doing something. Or it's like you're literally not your falling time. asleep because yeah. you're just doing that. And it's like you're tired. Just put it down. Exactly. <laughs> so I think there are just like other things. Like again, like not trying to be like, oh my god, like I could be doing something so much more productive. But it's just like you could just be doing something different. You know, like different. I, I could yeah. just be like. I could be watching something that I'm interested in, like, on Netflix, or I could be, like, reading, or I could be doing a craft. Like, there are other things that I could be doing rather than just, like, staring mindlessly at the screen hoping for something to change. (laughs) I know. I I like that one, too. I think that's a good one. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. But um yeah I don't know 2021 everything's very up in the air I've said this to I think my mom and also my friend Katie like I'm just like I'm a planner by nature like Mm -hmm. I like to plan things I don't know if you know that about me um (laughs) like I just could tell I take comfort in being able to plan things and so it's so frustrating to like be starting off this year and having no clue yeah what the next six months are going to look like what the next year is going to look like it's like I don't know what I'll be able to do and it's like there are things that I'm trying to do it's like I would love to move back out again I really want to get my own place and it's like but it's like I don't know when it'll be realistic to try to do that again you know and so like Mm -hmm. it's it's hard I'm just sitting here and like stewing over all of these things (laughs) and there's like nothing in place to like look forward to like concerts or things like that and like even that feels up in the air too in terms of like okay if like we're allowed to have concerts again and it's like safe for us to do that again like when are they all happening now are they going to conflict with each other like I know right yeah that's the thing it's like we have so many not so many but like we definitely have shows from that were supposed to happen last year that got postponed and it's like I think like the Louis Tomlinson concert is supposed to happen in like April of this year but I think we all know (laughs) that that will Uh, not be occurring um and so it's just like I just can see stuff getting like postponed again or like maybe even canceled at this point because it's like realistically how long are they gonna like push this stuff out for like it's already been a year in some cases like I feel like a lot of the like smaller like artists or like smaller venues and stuff like that are just gonna be canceled because I feel like it's just gonna be the like the big ones that need to be rebooked and Ay, ay, ay. I know so it's just like it's hard it's hard to like not be able to plan for anything it's hard to like not really have anything like concrete to look forward to I'm starting to see people get vaccinated like people that I know, I know. and it's like obviously they're all like frontline or healthcare workers so I'm like I'm so thrilled that you guys are getting it but I'm just like I'm sitting there like that meme of like DW at the yeah. fence where she's just like looking and I'm like oh when no, will it be my turn yet. you're just like oh good it's happening not to me but it's happening <laughs> Like, it's truly just, like, it's starting to feel like FOMO, where I'm just yeah. like, oh, I'm going to be the last person. Yes. <laughs> like, all my friends are going to hang out without me because I'm not vaccinated. Yeah. Logan and I have already made a pact. It yeah. already happened. We're like, you're not allowed to do this <laughs> until we both do this. Yeah, so that's that's delightful. Um, what content have you been consuming? What culture have you been loving? 
what have you been up to? I have not. I can't think of a single thing that I've watched. Like, truly, I have my 2020 faves. Perfect. But recently, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, that's true. I have. (laughs) It's more twists and turns have happened. (laughs) And I will tell you about them, but I don't want to spoil it. So I will tell you after. Okay. Yeah, we don't want to spoil it for our listeners. (laughs) Because we know the fan base of people who listen. This is us really tightly overlapped. It's a circle. It's not a Venn diagram. It's just a circle. (laughs) Yes, I made um, an interesting choice, a decision to um, (laughs) to watch a really sad show in the midst of going through it. So that was uh, that was something that I did. It's a great show. It's Mm -hmm. just wildly sad. (laughs) It is. I mean, I I've think I've, I've spoken about it on the podcast before because I watched it when it first came out and I loved yes, you're it. you're the one who told me to watch it. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I was very into it. I mean, I love Milo Milo? Milo Mintimiglia. <laughs> love that man. Love Milo Ventimiglia. Um, You know, he's been my A1 since day one since Gilmore Girls. Yes. Um, and I mean, everyone on the show is so good. Like Sterling K. Brown and Mandy Moore. They're all delightful. And it's such a good show, but it just, it got to a point with me where I was like, I cry at every single episode yeah. and I just can't keep putting myself through this emotional turmoil every week. <laughs> and it truly is every episode. And like, it's never like, even when it's like a happy moment, it's never a good cry. You know, like at the end, you're like, oh, that was nice, but something bad is going to happen. That's exactly it. Like, there's always just like, you know, that it's like looming close by. (laughs) Right? Like, it's on the horizon. So I watched, I caught up with that, watched Mm -hmm. all of season four, and then it was done. And I was like, okay. And then I saw it was like, you know how Twitter does that thing where it's like airing now on whatever. And I was like, what? (laughs) And then I Googled it and season five started a while back so there was like mm-hmm. five episodes to watch and I was like well here we go <laughs> that's also a show that I can't imagine binge watching like I don't, know, I don't I don't know why <laughs> I don't know how you did that like that to me was one of the few shows where I'm like no I'm good watching this week to week like I need seven days to recover <laughs> I think now that I've caught up it's grand <laughs> yeah I have some space <laughs> But the entirety of season four, why did I do that? That's a lot of episodes for the short amount of time that I watched them in. Yeah, you were you were working um, overtime with that one. But I caught up. And that's <laughs> all that matters. <laughs> we don't we just don't know. We just don't know. Um, what else? 90 Day Fiance is back. <laughs> I know you're very thrilled to hear about it. Did it that. ever go anywhere? It feels like there's always some um, version of that show that's yeah. on. They do it very, like, okay, so before the 90 days ends, mm-hmm. the other one starts, the other way is, like, halfway through. Like, right. They, they overlap. They make sure <laughs> that you have a little bit of it always. That's back. Logan, you know how I feel. Yeah, I do. And you know that I need you to watch it. I know. <laughs> it was very funny, because I already was telling Zoe about this, but I was watching, or listening to Lost Culturistas this week, um, and Bowen was trying to convince Matt to watch 90 Day Fiancé, and they were having almost verbatim the same conversation that yeah. you and I have had. <laughs> about needing to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I agree with Bowen that you yeah. do, um, and Matt does. 
I so you know what when well, Matt starts watching it, I'll start watching it. Okay, good. I will hold you to that. <laughs> you said it here, and it's permanent. <laughs> it's on the record now. Mm-hmm. That would make you a liar. <laughs> I wouldn't want to perjure myself. No, not in this courtroom. Uh, are we fine? We're the courtroom doing fine. of life. Pound that gavel. Bang, bang. Bang. Bang, bang. Um, what else? Catfish. I thought you were going to say cats. <laughs> cats. I've been really into cats. Um... And I was like, good, I'm glad that you, uh, you're giving that another chance. <laughs> Give them a try. Catfish is back. Mm-hmm. Um, still online. Right, which, like, I, again, part. I just feel like that defeats the purpose of the show. <laughs> it takes out a lot of what makes it so entertaining because mm-hmm. there was something, like, like, you know nothing is gonna happen, but it's like watching someone go up to, a, like, a house that they don't know. You're like, oh my god. Yeah, exactly. They're gonna shoot them. Like, something bad's gonna happen. <laughs> like, there's always a bit of, like... Oh my god, it's a thriller. We're watching like it, yeah, a suspense. Exactly. Like there there is. There's a certain level of suspense to it, but I feel like just doing it all like virtually, which I understand they have to because of like COVID and stuff, but it's just like I think it's like you said in a previous episode, it's like you're basically just very dependent on the fact that they'll go on Skype and show yes. you their face. <laughs> which like, like they haven't it. done this entire time, which no. is the whole point of the show. And then it's like it's we said it before, like, when we talked about Catfish and when, like, I used to go visit Logan at university and watch Catfish. Like, <laughs> these people can just do this themselves. Yes. And it makes it even more obvious when it's just, like, being done. You just watch it happening. It's like, what, why couldn't you have Googled <laughs> their picture? Google. Just do a quick, like, babe, okay? Search. That's fine. You'll be fine. Yeah, like, nothing that I, like, I don't watch Catfish religiously, but there, yes, was a phase where I would watch a lot of it with Zoe, and, like, none of the episodes I've seen has there ever been, like, a moment where I'm like, oh, that's something I could, like, I couldn't just do that myself, you know? Like It's really, it's really amazing that they were able to build such a... It's incredible. Dynasty. (laughs) Dynasty is right. (laughs) The Catfish Cinematic Universe. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) um yeah that's really all i can think of frenemies of course nothing changes with that absolutely keep watching for its chaos what about you what content have you been consuming i have a fucking you can't even see it but i have a list i've been keeping track of things no you oh of course you should be your list of course i froze (laughs) oh she's back she's back she's back she's back she's back okay Okay, I have been a content-consuming machine over the break. I had a week and a half off work, and I did not rest. I was like, I'm no. going to watch all the things. Hell I'm going yeah. to listen to all the things. I actually didn't listen to that much. There's, like, <laughs> one song on here. Okay. First and foremost, Bridgerton. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> that was so okay. loud. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, have been, I have been dying to talk about this show. Like... I watched it and then I was like, I need to record the podcast. I need to talk about this show. Um, I've been convincing our friend Mora, friend of the pod, Mora, yes. to watch it because yeah. I know that she would love it. Like, it is so absolutely her shit. So I've been, like, harassing her to watch it. Um, and I've just been like, I need to talk about it with somebody. Um, and that somebody is you and our listeners. So Bridgerton dropped this, on Netflix. With honor. Thank you so much. It dropped on Netflix on Christmas Day. 
And I, my mom and I watched it together, which like in hindsight was maybe not the person I wanted to watch it with because it gets really steamy at a certain point, but that's okay. It was a bonding experience. Um, it's, it's so good. It is like, oh my God, like who crawled into my brain and was like, let's pull that idea out because here, okay. This is the way that I've been describing it to people. And by people, I mean more (laughs) like, I like, I'm like people, like I've been talking to like so many people about it. This is how I've been describing it. you send out your Bridgerton newsletter. Yes. Um, it is like Gossip Girl set in like Regency era London. It's like Gossip Girl meets Jane Austen. It's so good. It is so good. And like technically it's like based on a series of books that came out before Gossip Girl. So technically it's like it it that Gossip Girl's based on that, you could say. But anyway, I'm going with the idea that it's Gossip Girl meets Jane Austen. It's so good. There's the classic let's pretend to be in a relationship together to fool everyone. <sighs> is no. there anything better than that? There's not a better trope to there's ever not, have existed. And not. that's just that's just the way it is. It's perfect. It's perfect. Um, the lead, the lead guy in it. I don't know. I can't pronounce his name because it's very French. Um, in real life, but he plays the Duke of Hastings on the show. Wow, <laughs> wow. That's all. That's all I'm gonna say is wow. Just a um, resounding yes. <laughs> one big wow, and it's like it's not just him. There are other attractive men on that show. Like, there's real, there's something for everyone, okay? Like, you can just pick and choose, you know? Also, the girls are very pretty, if that's what you're into. A lot to choose from there. There's just, I think... There's a I lot think, to go around. I think everyone could enjoy it, you know? Um, it's an extremely horny show. It just, like, it, like, starts at a certain level. Like, I was explaining this to Zoe earlier, where I'm just like, oh, like, it starts at a level where it was just, like, it's Jane Austen horny, you know? It's yeah. just like, oh, like, they t- yeah. they held hands. Or, like, oh, he, he touched her back, you know? Yeah. Um, and, like, they're, like, gazing longingly at each other. Like, it starts off very Jane Austen horny, and then it just gets, like, full-on, like, horny, horny. horny. Like, there's horny just, horns. like, horny horns. <laughs> yes. Um, like, there's just, like a full episode of just like the Duke of Hastings and Daphne just like going at it in various places. It's stunning. They also have all of these like string quartet covers of pop songs, which like sign me up, baby. (laughs) I'm there. My mom was watching the first episode yesterday and I like walked downstairs and I was like, is that thank you next? Oh, it's thank you next. It's thank you next. It's thank you next. They have thank you next. um, Wildest dreams by Taylor Swift. Bad Guy by Billie Eilish. Love it. Um, uh, In My Blood by Shawn Mendes. Um, Shawnee Men. Shawnee Men. He makes an appearance via string quartet. Um, there's a Maroon 5 song, that Girls Like You song. That's by them, right? Maroon yeah. 5. Um, and then is there anything else? I feel like I'm like missing one. But anyway, the string quartet covers are fantastic. I love that as a concept. That sent me down like a like, rabbit hole after the fact because like the string quartet that they were using for the soundtrack has like a bunch of albums on spotify and i discovered i was like oh this is like good music to listen to while i'm working because it's like these songs that i know but without the lyrics so it's kind of like it's less distracting than sometimes listening to like full-on songs and so they have like albums and albums worth of like covers of like like famous songs they have one and the weirdest one that I found, I didn't even go through all of them, but the weirdest or like most niche one I found was there's a string quartet cover version of the Dazed and Confused soundtrack. 
that was for you specifically <laughs> again who crawled into my brain and like pulled that one out and it was funny because i'd like watched dazed and confused like over the break and so then like i was listening to like the string quartet like soundtrack and i was like this is this insane is perfect. so I, I thought know. you were going to say the niche one was a string quartet version of Too Shy by Kajaguku. I wouldn't even be surprised. Like, they had so many, like, they have everything you could ever want. Like, I was, like, scrolling and scrolling and scrolling <laughs> through their discography. Like, it doesn't stop. No, it didn't. Like, I don't think I ever got to the end. I eventually just gave up because I was like, okay, this is insane. They have, like, like an Amy Winehouse album of covers. They have Lady Gaga. Oh. They have, like, all these different Gaga. artists. <laughs> Gaga and it's like all like string quartet covers of these songs it's like very interesting so I would I would check that out if you want um some string quartet music to listen to (laughs) anyway I always love little covers of things like that like it's so cool like remember when damn I can't remember what it's called now but there used to be like a whole thing where they would like do like jukebox renditions of things you know what I'm talking about yes 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 that was like a thing on YouTube for a while Mm. and I always thoroughly enjoyed those yeah they also there was a paramore one that i was listening to that was that was good too i enjoyed that um so yeah anyway string quartet that was a little aside That's but a anyway, fave. <laughs> that was a fave bridgerton absolutely a fave hello hello that's all i'm gonna say that is all i'm gonna say um moving right along to something in a very different vein um i watched soul on disney plus which oh, is like the new yes. pixar movie that was cute I've heard a lot of good stuff. It was good. I mean, like, I it wasn't a children's movie. Like, no? I don't like. I just too, too much for children. I just don't think. Like, I think it like it wasn't like it was like oh like this is like so like depressing and like it's not good for kids. It's just like I yeah. just think it would have gone over their heads. Like, like a just, too big a concept yeah. for a child. Yeah. So I'm just kind of like I don't really know what their thought process was there. I'm just like, were you making this for children? Because if you were, I think you missed the mark. But like, I yeah. think like if you're an adult, you would enjoy it. Because that, I think, is who it should be marketed towards. All I've seen is adults talking about how much it made them cry. <laughs> yeah, it didn't, like, make me, like, cry. But, like, it definitely, you know, it's, like, it's, like, it's a touching. cute. It's a, I mean, it's a Pixar movie, you know? Yeah. They always get you. So that was good. I would recommend that if anybody has Disney Plus and they're looking for, like, a nice heartwarming thing to watch. Um, I finally watched All Be Gone in the Dark. Yes. Which was yes. fantastic. We already talked about it because Zoe watched it a few months ago when it came out. Um, but I finally upgraded my Crave to include the HBO package because they were running a promotion. So hey! I was like, yes, I will take Now's advantage the of time. that. Um, and so I finally watched All Beyond in the Dark. It was so, that's what I spent my New Year's Eve doing was watching that with my mom. It was fantastic. So, so good. good. Um, I won't spend any more time talking about it because we've already spoken about it and how wonderful wonderfully done it was and isn't that the editing was so good like it was was, so good it was brilliant the way that they all the way that they put it together was so good um and wow I cried so much during it oh my god (laughs) I know especially the last couple of episodes yeah there was one part where Patton is talking about like after Michelle died and their daughter Alice like said to him 
basically that like children are the best reminders of like yeah moms who have passed oh. away or something and i just like i turned to my mom and i was like what kid <laughs> talks like that and i'm just like sobbing i'm just like like i don't know their it kids so... seems so special she seems like yeah what a force of nature so Seems like wise be way beyond your years. Like, oh my god, like that's shit I wouldn't come up with now, and I'm like nearly twenty seven years old, and it's like this like ten year old kid is saying who stuff just like that, lost, who just like went through like an enormous loss, and she's just like, well, I'm I'm the best reminder of my dead mother, basically. And I'm like, like holy oh, shit. Oh, I know. The last couple of episodes were so like emotionally. Hard. Oh my god, yeah, because no. like you knew since we both like followed the story and like read the book and everything like we mm. knew what was happening and it was gonna happen but it's just like the whole time you're like no no no, no. i know it's like you're kind of you're watching it and like you're bracing yourself for it and you know it's coming and then it happens and you're like oh that was still bad. so much worse than that i could have imagined yeah um but it was it was so beautifully done and i think it's like such a like just such a nice tribute to her and like such a nice companion for the book and i think like she would have been really proud of what they did so that was fantastic if anybody who is into true crime hasn't watched that what are you doing with your life because that was on it fantastic um okay this is a thing that i watched and didn't finish watching and i just need to talk about um how it was not good um i started watching tiny pretty things on netflix okay i i heard i heard of this Mm -hmm. It's um it's a show about ballet dancers and there's like a like a murder at the beginning of the series okay. and so it's kind of like a murder mystery thing and you're like who actually to the point that I like watched up until the girl hadn't actually died she was just in a coma but okay. basically you're like oh my god like who, who pushed who pushed her off of the roof you know um it was so bad Zoe it was oh, no. so bad like it seemed something like it seemed like something that was right up my alley cuz I love like a good teen drama I love you know teens just like being insane and like doing crazy things and i heard like it seemed like title including that it would be very like pretty little liars Mm -hmm. exactly and i had actually watched it because ira madison who i love and adore he had been watching it and was posting about it on his instagram story and so like i knew that it wasn't going to be good based on what Mm -hmm. he was posting about it yeah (laughs) but i was like it'll be it'll be bad in a way that'll be funny and Mm -hmm. that like i'll enjoy i watched half of the season there's one season of it and i don't know it's like 10 episodes long 12 episodes like one of those short seasons so i watched half of it um and just never went back to it it was not good i could not it was not good it was um part of the issue and it's like listen i can look past like bad acting and bad Mm. writing and stuff like that but like the acting was really bad and the writing was really bad like the dialogue was painful i'm like i'm like children don't speak like this first of all oh no and it, it wasn't even like it wasn't like the the Dawson's Creek style of writing where it's just like, oh, you're writing these <laughs> teens and they're talking like, like adults. Yeah. It wasn't that. It was like you're trying to write like a Gen Z, but like you don't know any Gen Zs. <laughs> no, no. Mm-mm. Grey's Anatomy does that a lot where they'll have like a teenager come on and they'll be like saying lit or fam too much. And you're like, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So there was like a lot of that where I'm just like, I don't, none of this dialogue is believable. I don't, I, I, it's making me uncomfortable. And then, um, 
the people, the children, I say children, they're probably like our age, probably like mid twenties. <laughs> the people that were playing the teens on the show, um, how how you say? How you say? Mm, not not good actors. They were they're all like dancers by trade, which was okay. great because there's a lot of dancing. <laughs> dancers that I could do. by trade. Um, and so like as actors, they were wonderful dancers, and they looked beautiful. <laughs> and that that stands for something. They looked that accounts for something. in the dance scenes, but they were, it was, oh God, it was so hard. It was so hard to watch. But one really random thing, well, this is a side note. They filmed in Toronto, which isn't shocking. Oh. A lot of places do that. But um, the most random person was in it. You know who was in it? The woman who played Ronnie on Schitt's Creek. Wow. Yeah. She was Love the best that. part of it. <laughs> she was just in something too that I... I think maybe it was like Cardinal or something that my parents watched that's yeah. Canadian. And I was like, hey. So good for her. I'm glad she's working. Um, but yeah, I just couldn't get through it. The mystery to me, like normally I'm the one who's like, I think season should be longer. I want yeah. more shows. They could have edited this down to like six episodes. Like I didn't. I th- like maybe more people would stay tuned if you had cut it. Because like to me, it just like wasn't moving fast enough. And I'm just like we should know who did this already. Like, we should That's have gotten like to the end of the mystery. The, like, later seasons of Pretty Little Liars aren't as good because mm-hmm. it just gets to a point where you're like, okay, just tell us now. I'm bored. <laughs> That's exactly it. So, like I said, I got halfway through it and didn't finish it. We'll see if I ever go back to it. Probably not. Um, but, you know, if I, like, I can't even recommend it as, like, a as like a Riverdale level watch because it just like it wasn't it was like it wasn't crazy enough you know like they should have just like to me I felt like it was taking itself too seriously where it was like Riverdale doesn't Riverdale knows it's insane yeah and they're like we're just they feed into that they feed into it it's fine I like shows like that where they're just like we're just it's like Gossip Girl in the later seasons where they're like we we know this is insane we're just gonna like (laughs) but stay fully go into it Tiny Pretty Things was like, I felt like it was taking itself too seriously. It was like, mm, no, like this is this is a serious show. And I'm like, no, and we, it's we not. made that mistake. We made the mistake of like thinking something would be crazy and bad, but like funny. We made that with cats and we don't need to make that again. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So um I think Tiny Pretty Things could have been crazier and it could have been. Shorter. I'll say it. <laughs> hey, I'll be the first to say it. I also started watching, this was a recommendation of Mora's that I finally listened to, um, <laughs> Outer Banks on Netflix, oh, which is like yes. another teen drama. Um, I haven't finished watching it. I, again, I got like halfway through the season, but I actually enjoyed this one oh, and I will okay. finish it. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> but it's about like teens in North Carolina or something. I think that's where it's set. Um, and, you know, they like talk about like the difference between like like class disparity and stuff okay. like that and there's like the rich kids and the poor kids and then like this another of, good trope <laughs> exactly it's great and then like this group of like poor kids like they're basically like, going treasure hunting because the one kid's dad like disappeared like oh years before or something searching for like this big treasure it sounds kind of stupid but it's actually like pretty well done no so. like i thoroughly enjoy shows like that so <laughs> So I definitely will get, I'll go back to that one because it was entertaining and I was like, I I like what they're doing here. Is it just the one season? Yeah, I think like, I think a second season is coming out soon. I remember seeing something about that because I like looked it up and I was like, 
are we getting okay. more of this? Like, like should I get involved? Will I yeah, have more? Exactly. I was like, should I commit my time and energy to this? And <laughs> or I or will it be ripped away from me? But yeah, apparently, yeah, because that that happened to me with multiple things yeah. this year or last year, whatever. Teenage bounty hunters. I haven't watched it yet because I all I heard was you and Maura say how good it was, and then it got canceled. And I'm I like, know. do I? I don't want to. That's I don't want to love these people. Like, I would totally recommend watching it, but then it's like, what's the point? There's only one season, and of course, there's like a big twist cliffhanger at the end. Yeah. So stupid. Um, What else did I watch? Oh, I watched The High Note, which is the movie with Dakota Johnson and Tracy Ellis Ross. Because again, I got that premium Crave subscription. Oh, yeah. And it's on there. <laughs> and it's on there. And it was so good. 10 out of 10 would recommend. I just like keep thinking about all these movies where I'm like oh yeah like I we probably would have gone and seen that in theaters yeah it's just so weird it's we're I'm not gonna be used to it it's been a year I'm not gonna be used to it yeah no it's all very bizarre um but yeah finally watched the high note because I remember like before it came out like seeing the trailer for it and being like oh that looks really good and it was kind of like the beginning of the pandemic so it was like who knows what's gonna happen um and then it just got like released like on demand or whatever and I never saw it but they put it on Crave so I watched it It was great really good soundtrack um I just I really love Dakota Johnson she's just she's likable she Um, seems very cool yeah just like a cool a cool gal so would definitely recommend that I also watched um Birds of Prey Okay. Which, like, I'm sorry. I know that you and I had plans to see that, but then the pandemic happened. It got squashed. (laughs) Hey. It happens. Like, I know that, like, at the beginning of last year, we're like, we're going to go see Birds of Prey. And then it was like, I'm just kidding. (laughs) That truly was the last thing that we had planned. Mm -hmm. Like, it was that that day that we got sent home from work. That Mm -hmm. That was the... Yeah. Oh, 2020. What what you've done. Oh, you took so much (laughs) away from us. Oh, there she is. She's moving. She's moving. (laughs) Anyway, so I watched Birds of Prey because that's also on Crave. um, And it was really, really good. Good. It was so good. For a while, Torrid had all the outfits. Oh, yeah. Like, and I was like, I haven't seen it. I kind of want the outfits, though. I think you should have gotten them. I think I know. And now they're gone. I could have had that fun caution tape jacket. Oh, my God. I love that. No, it was it. it was really good. Um, I would argue that it's one of the best superhero films oh, ever made. Um, just because it's amazing what you can accomplish when you have a female writer and a female director and female cast members. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just incredible the vibe that you get from that versus and it's you know like um outfits that um would make sense for like combat. <laughs> yeah, no, you it's know, um that's a that's something to think about. I remember like when they were filming Birds of Prey, whatever that was, like a few year a couple years ago, and they had like photos of Margot Robbie from Birds of Prey, and then they had photos of Margot Robbie from Suicide Squad, and it was like, guess which one of these was directed by a woman? <laughs> yeah. What the one that looks like more fun. Um yeah, so it was just like it was nice to see like a group of girls like kicking ass and not being like sexualized in like a weird gross way that happens so often in comic yeah. book movies so yeah. that was enjoyable also watched um the Bee Gees documentary on Crave really been getting my money's worth of that HBO oh. subscription on Crave <laughs> while it's there use it up I'm taking advantage the Bee Gees documentary was great I went on like a real Bee Gees kick after that and was like listening to nothing but them <laughs> for like a solid few days so fantastic would recommend uh, what else 
Oh, I also read a book. Good for me. I didn't I didn't get through 12 books last year, but I got through 11. No, that's but the close. one book counts as three, <laughs> and I will die on that hill that doesn't have anything to do with That's me, okay. But... I'm glad that somebody's willing to die on that hill. Um, but yeah, I read The Vanishing Half by Britt Bennett. It was very good. Would highly recommend. Um, I also watched Black Klansman, which is like kind oh, of... Oh, yes. That was that came out a few years ago. That was like one of those movies where it's like, oh, that just came out like a year ago. And then I was like looking at it and I was like, oh no, that was like a few years ago. I now. would have I would have put money down that it was 2019. Yeah, no, it, it wasn't. It was like maybe even 2017. Time I think it was. Isn't real. <laughs> yeah. But watch that because it's on Netflix and it was like really, really good. I know. Like I'm like, wow, this like award nominated movie, award winning movie is like really good. But um, it was yeah it was great I um I love Adam Driver a lot mm-hmm. I just find him very captivating there's um, something there's something there and then John David Washington is um just really good looking as well so um but I mean like the movie itself is good not just like the good looking men in it but also like that's important yeah I also oh I also watched Parasite finally again I know oh, it was okay. something that like we were gonna watch together but again again um, 2020 2020 took a lot away from us it is what it is and it's on crave so I watched is it. it yes it is it is on crave um, holy shit, it's amazing. It is fantastic. I like I'm so thrilled to finally understand like the hype around it. <laughs> what everyone's and, like, talking about. And like agree with the hype. Oh my god. Oh yeah, I, there's nothing there's nothing worse than when you like have heard all this hype, then you watch it and you're like, okay. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, I just I don't get it, you know? Yeah. But oh my god, no, Parasite was so good. Um, I don't think I've ever watched a movie that like for the first chunk of it is so funny and then it just takes such a turn (laughs) turn. and it's so like devastating at the end and it just like truly like I was like thinking about it for days afterward I was like oh my god like wow it amazing (laughs) fantastic um what else oh um oh drag race of course the new season started Mm -hmm. Forgot about that. that in content. I also consumed that. Yes. Do I recall? No. No, it's fine. Um, how are we feeling about the new season of Drag Race? Um, I feel like it's 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 kind of weird the format, but it's kind of fun to mm-hmm. switch it up because it gets so like you know what's happening, you know what episode yes. this challenge is going to be, and when this is coming, and all that. So that is fun. We talked about this before, but there is a certain point in the episode where you're like, okay, (laughs) this is repetitive now of the first episode. Yeah, the first episode definitely got to a point where it was like, okay, like by the third lip sync or so, I was like, I I get it. Yeah, like we know what's going to happen. We know what the lead up is. We know you're going to trick them. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It's like I enjoyed all of the lip syncs themselves, but it was just like the like... Like you said, the lead up to all of them, I was like, okay. I feel like we could have shortened that, like a little bit. Just edit, just Just a slight bit. A little bit. Like, we don't have to see them walking over to watch the video. (laughs) Like, we know what the video is going to say. We don't have to see it again. Just like, Uh, just condense. condense. It kind you know what they should have done? You know how, like, sometimes, like, when they're showing 
things happening to like multiple people they like do like the like four different screen yeah like, four different things on the screen and like it shows it happening all at once but like it obviously is happening at separate times like, yes they almost should have done that like and just showed like i feel like they should have and it's like show us the lip syncs that you're like yes like they're mm-hmm. all good i enjoyed all of them but yeah. like i don't know for like the sake of like repeating the same thing over and over that we have to see like each full one you know <laughs> you know what i mean I had less of a problem with that. Like, I would have been happy to sit there and watch the full lip syncs for all six of them if they had cut down the, like, the lead intro. up. The intro to all of them. That was, yeah. like, my biggest qualm because I was like, okay, like, we just did this. <laughs> I also feel like there's a lot of um, queens on this season so far that it's, like, you get the feeling that you're going to be, like, your favorite or mm-hmm. you're going to, like, truly hate them at the end of it. Like, I feel like there's a lot of that. Which is exciting because sometimes just right off the bat, you're like, no, no, no. Yes, it is always fun to see how like your opinions on them change as the season season Mm -hmm. goes along. Because yeah, there are a lot of people that are like right on that cusp of like, are you funny or are you annoying? Annoying, yeah. Not Which is a question I ask myself every day. Yeah, absolutely. We're we're self-aware. It's fine. (laughs) Um... Yeah, no, I like I like the format that they're doing, at least like for like the second episode and what will be the third episode. I like that they're like splitting it into the two smaller groups of queens, just because it gives like the audience a chance to get to know them a bit better. Yeah. Like usually like when they're doing it, it's like, okay, we have to give screen time to all 13 of the queens or all 12 of them or whatever. And it I feel like it takes you as like an audience member like longer to kind of like get to know who people are, get to know your favorites, but like seeing them in smaller groups, it's just like oh, I'm getting a better sense of who all of you are and, like, how I feel about all of you. Yeah, and it's, like, when the first person, like, gets kicked off, you're not, like, oh, no, I really liked them because you don't really know. Mm, Like, the first one, the first one is never really that devastating because you're, like, well, I haven't seen you enough to know anything. So it's just, like, oh, rats. Yeah, and I think, like, it's interesting because they didn't send anyone home last week. Like, it's been two episodes now. Nobody's gone home. And, like, I assume they won't send anybody home in the next episode. So, it's, like, they're really giving you, like, three full weeks to, like, get to know these people and, like, like find your favorites. And then, like, yeah, it actually will be more impactful once somebody does go home. (laughs) Yeah. I think think that is cool to, like, switch it up like that. And it's, like, interesting that the the two groups, like, haven't met each other yet. Mm -hmm. So, I feel like... There's going to be, like, an interesting... Because even when they, like, just do that, where it's, like... I don't know if they did that on All Stars or, like, something, where it was, like, oh, some people started later. Mm -hmm. They've done that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Like, there's always, like, a weird dynamic where it's, like, oh, well, these are the other girls. So, it's, like, having it separated for, like, tasks and stuff to then come back will be interesting yeah it feels like in survivor i was gonna say it feels very survivor-esque where it's like you're gonna have like these established teams basically and it'll be very interesting to see how they all mesh like once they come together like as a big group and then like especially because they have like the people who are like perceived as like the winners and then the Mm -hmm. people who are perceived as the losers so i'm like that also is like psychological war yes Like, what are we doing? <laughs> what but is this experiment? That's been enjoyable. I'm so happy to have that back yes, in my life. <laughs> a little bit of joy in these times. In these trying times. But yeah, I think that's all the, the content that I've been consuming. I say as if, like, I didn't just talk for, like, half an hour <laughs> about things. But, you know, I had, I had a lot of time to 
to watch things. To watch things. And things I did watch. <laughs> yeah, I really wish that I had, like, either remembered what I did watch, because I'm sure I watched things, or, like, watched something new. <laughs> but I said, this is us. This is me watching you right now. And that's all I'm going to do. This is us. This is me. <laughs> um, do you want to go through your 2020 faves? Oh, geez. Do we have time? Absolutely. Okay. Do you have faves? Do you have your Of faves? course I do. Okay. Of course I do. Do you want to do your books first since I did not read a single word? Oh, <laughs> Was it Twitter? Sure. <laughs> um, yes. Where I did like a little roundup post on Instagram. <laughs> Let me pull that up. Um, Which was very cute and very aesthetically pleasing to me. I just thought that was like I really fun. enjoyed it fun to do okay my top five books of the year the vanishing half by Britt bennett which i just talked about it was the last book i read last year and what a book to end on um <laughs> happy hour by marla granados i talked about that a few weeks ago on the podcast it was wonderful um wow no thank you by samantha irby that came out like back at the beginning of the pandemic like i remember reading it in march and i was like wow what a beautiful gift she gave us um Bye. so no shock there. I love Samantha Irby so much. Um, Come by Rita Therese, which I also read kind of at the beginning-ish, mid-earlier. Again, when is time? When is time? Um, but that was really fantastic. And then Uncanny Valley by Anna Wiener, which I, I read again in the in phase one of the pandemic. Um, <laughs> but yeah, phase I, one of 27. <laughs> I tried to like I limited my top five to like books that came out this year otherwise there would be others on there but I was like I'm just yeah. gonna keep it to like stuff that came out in 2020 so those are my top five books <laughs> she did it oh and she's frozen no. why why do you continue to freeze on me zoom oh she's there tying up her hair Ooh. she's back I always enjoy um hearing about the books you read because you sound so smart and I'm like I don't read words yeah right <laughs> single thing ever um i do listen to a lot of podcasts (laughs) so we'll we'll go there next um again talked to logan about this already but i like started writing down ones from 2019 that's not that wasn't 2020 in case you were confused (laughs) those are separate years um scary stories to tell on the pod of course you've heard me talk about that yeah um, with andrew farmer and anna dresden they just read um stories from scary stories to tell in the dark series and they they do like they'll read that and then they'll cast if they made it a movie who would play the character oh, that's so good i love that they are also just like best friends so it's like a lot of banter and it's love not the like bands. really like <laughs> we here love the bands it's not really like a spooky podcast like they talk about stories but it's very like nostalgic of like when you would have read those and then they do um what is it called why can't i urban legisodes (laughs) (laughs) they'll talk about like something spooky and then they'll do like some research on it one time it was like haunted things on you can buy on ebay and they just like went down a wormhole of like (laughs) weird things you can buy on ebay so that's very fun. 
I would thoroughly recommend that to anyone who's looking for a podcast. It's so enjoyable. I haven't listened to it, but I like when you send me clips of it because they always make me laugh. It's and so like, good. I don't know why I haven't just like listened to it at this point it's because so like, good. I'm like, this is hilarious. <laughs> and there's, it's just, there's always funny stories about like Andrew's nieces and nephews that are always just like so hilarious. And then you hear little ladybird sounds in the background radio rental it didn't come out in 2020 but that is when i started listening to it so therefore so it counts <laughs> it will go on the list um it's by tenderfoot tv and cadence 13 Ooh, thank you if you're looking for it <laughs> that's what it is but it's like creepy true stories and it's like it's hosted by why can't i think of his name rain oh rain wilson rain wilson um, as a character who like owns a video store and it's very it's like funny but then you hear the stories and you're like but wait how did that happen like what is that <laughs> how is that possible so that one's fun some are creepy some are just like I don't understand how that's possible <laughs> um, let's not meet a true horror podcast with Andrew Tate I just started Ooh. listening to that like last month that was the one that Curtis Connor was just randomly on. Yes. Right? <laughs> As I was like setting up a bunch to play next, I was like, Curtis Connor, why why are you here? But I guessed, I guessed, mm-hmm. I guess he was a guest <laughs> on an episode. Um, that one is scary. The only thing about this one that annoys me is that sometimes I feel like he's taking it too seriously because he's like reading submissions from people and instead of just like reading them he has like dramatic music in the background and then he'll like when he's talking at the end or something to like tell you to subscribe or whatever he'll be like I've had a lot of like um time in the studio to like nail these performances and stuff like that I'm like it's um, okay (laughs) I don't think it's that serious but the stories are very good would recommend that those are scary like that's actually frightening whereas like scary stories to tell in the pod is just more like friend banter (laughs) um the bald and the beautiful with trixie (laughs) and katya (laughs) it's very entertaining because obviously it's them so whatever they do is pretty entertaining but it's like all they have guests on Mm. and they'll talk about some aspect of like beauty and it's very, very entertaining. I just love the name so much. Right? <laughs> the bald and the beautiful. It's the best when they're, like, um, doing their, like, ads. Because, like, the codes are always, like, use code BALD for 50% off. It's never beautiful. Like, it's it's always bald. Just code BALD. Like, okay. It's a little little offensive. Um, And always Comedy Bang Bang and Three to new episodes of that have sustained me through 2020 (laughs) thank you scott ox for all that you do do. those are my p casts (laughs) love that those are really good suggestions i listen to like three podcasts and it's keep it los culturistas and the connect but that's like now like on hiatus or something so i don't know when that's coming back because jason concepcion left the ringer so he's like not with the company anymore that was doing it so i'm like are you in shape i needed this 
Um, okay, okay, okay. I closed my thing. That was stupid of me. How absolutely ridiculous. Um, what should I do next? Should I do... I only have TV shows and albums left to do. Because um, <laughs> I didn't watch any movies last year. Yeah, do, do albums. Okay. Again, I picked things that came out in 2020. Um, Circles by Mac Miller. Uh, Future Nostalgia by Dua Lipa, which I think Dua I Lipa. listened to that exclusively for like all of the month of March and April. Um, it was just, it was so good. Um, Sawayama by Rina Sawayama was like such a good album that I'm still like going back to a lot and listening to. Folklore by Taylor Swift. I've talked ad nauseum about that, so nothing more to say there. Um, and then Confetti by Little Mix my girls we stand um and then i do have a special again i was trying to keep it to like five things per um, category per category thank you category is is my brain is not working (laughs) mine Um, is belted it does not exist that's fine i was trying to keep it to like five things but i do have um an honorable mention which is the dream by Haley witters who is um a country artist that i discovered in 2020 um and her that's her debut album and it was really really good but it didn't it didn't quite make it into the top five so close call close call it was it was a really close call (laughs) um okay albums no surprise (laughs) beetlejuice the musical I feel like if I didn't say it, there would be some um, tension within myself. Yeah, absolutely. Because um, (laughs) we all, like, I feel like the podcast would be calling to me. We know what you've done. and We know what you did last summer. (laughs) It would just be too much. So there's that. I feel like that happens quite often where I'll just pick a musical that I haven't listened to yet. And then Mm -hmm. suddenly that's all that my brain does for the next year i guess in this case (laughs) truly the entire year um set my heart on fire immediately perfume genius same (laughs) set my heart on fire immediately Immediately. (laughs) that album came out it's very good would recommend i enjoyed zoe made me a playlist because i enlisted her too and she included two perfume genius songs on it i think and i i was a fan of both of them so i might have to i might have to check that out those are my faves from that album so it's good it's very i enjoy it not as much as beetlejuice i guess because it did not make any sort of dent in my wrapped but I promise you, listeners, <laughs> that I did listen to other things. Mm-hmm. Um, the New Abnormal by The Strokes, that new album, that's very good. All bangers. Once again, slapped. the songs that you included on my playlist from that album, they slapped. They slapped pretty hard. Listen to it all. I was going to put them all and I was like, hold back. <laughs> Build hold to back. that. <laughs> very, very that. Um, I had to say that out loud to myself as I was making it. I'm not even joking. I did. That's how I felt about adding folklore songs to your playlist. I was like, just add them all. And just, I was like, no. I know. No, At one point, don't. I think I did. And then I was like, hey, we have to <laughs> rain it. Which ones the most? Yeah. Um, and then not specifically an album, but Wallows discovery i discovered them personally you You christopher columbus them (laughs) i did and i will continue to um their new ep came out in 2020 so i guess that counts but i was just listening to everything um i think it's called 
remote, maybe? Who's to say? Not me. <laughs> I couldn't tell you, even though that was what I, the only thing I had to do. Um, those are my albums. <laughs> Woohoo. I love, oh, you're frozen. You're frozen. Oh, oh no. There we go. There we go. You're back. You're back. You're, oh, kind of. Yeah, you're good. You're good. Um, oh. Okay. Um, I'm going to do my top five TV shows. Okay. As I said, I didn't, I didn't do movies because I didn't, up until like the last week or so, I didn't watch any movies that had come out in 2020 except for like Shiva Baby. Like I think that was the only like new movie I watched that came out in 2020. So I didn't categorize those. But any of the things that I mentioned in my content catch up, the movies that I mentioned, all of those were good. So my top five TV shows, Bridgerton. Yes. Obviously. <laughs> Like wow, I'm obsessed. Um, Get Even, which feels like I watched a lifetime ago, but it's I don't even remember if I talked about it on the podcast or I not. I don't even remember. We might not have been like recording at that time because we've gone through so many lulls in the past year. <laughs> um, but it's a British TV show about four girls at like a high school, and uh, there's like a there's like a murder mystery thing it's like my favorite genre is like teens solving a murder um wait i actually think you might have talked about this maybe i might have like told like talked to you specifically about it it mora told me to watch it and so i did um and it was very good and i i hope that it i hope we get a second season of it um never have i ever yes yes wow a show so great that i watched it twice in a row (laughs) Um, there's no no shame there it i that was that might be like my like absolute favorite show that i that i discovered slash came out in 2020 yeah it was so good i can't wait for season two those children are my children and i love them (laughs) um also it didn't like technically come out this year but like the final season of it aired this year which is schitt's creek um yes I just, I don't think I would have gotten through quarantine without Schitt's Creek. I don't think I would have gotten through quarantine without the Rose family by my side. <laughs> I I watched it at Logan's suggestion and I would have to agree. <laughs> I think it was just, it was pivotal. It just like, it is, it just feels like getting a hug, you know? Yes. Like it is just such a nice comforting show and it was truly one of the best things I could have watched this year. So it gets a place on the list, even though it yes. didn't technically come out in 2020. Yes. <laughs> I agree. And then my last top five TV show, we were talking about it earlier, but Teenage Bounty Hunters. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I brought up that hurt. Um, because even though it did only get, it got canceled after only one season, it was a really good season of a TV show and it just, it felt like something new and different and I was very excited about it. And I wish that Netflix hadn't um, just killed it so early. Why do they do that? that Why do they been. love to do that so um oh no you're frozen oh you're moving (laughs) i love that zoom is like we've had enough of you yeah it's like you've been talking for way too long like maybe shut up and i okay sorry (laughs) shut up zoom is censoring us um (laughs) i guess i'll start with um shows that technically didn't come out in 2020 but second seasons did or like Uh additional seasons did so umbrella academy season two oh yeah very good i liked it better than the first season i already talked about that but i just think it because all the characters like you knew 
were established yeah. already that we didn't have to like spend so much time on like getting to know them so it was like actual story <laughs> which was exciting um big mouth season four yes absolutely has to be there any season of big mouth will make it onto our shared favorites yeah that goes without saying <laughs> um sex education season two came out i had to google this this afternoon because i was like i think it came out in 2020 but again time doesn't sure. exist and it did it came out in january oh, right so the back when there was hope still <laughs> back when everything was fine and we were just dealing with life as normal mm. um that was the old normal not the new normal those were the precedented times not those the unprecedented were, times those were, that's how we should refer to everything yeah instead of like bc and ad <laughs> now BC it's just like the, the pt and the yeah. ut <laughs> so that's what we will be doing because that's all that makes sense mm-hmm. to us personally that show is so good i know um, i really need to watch it it's i think you would really enjoy it it's very delightful um it's also annoying to see people talk about how much they like it and then also like criticize um big mouth because it's very much the same except one has actual actors <laughs> in it actors. and not cartoons mm-hmm. so <laughs> But very good. If you like Big Mouth, I think you will like Sex Education. Plus, it's just great. (laughs) It's just really good. Um, What else? Okay. Didn't come out in 2020. Nothing about it came out in 2020. But the Glee (laughs) rewatch that we have been doing um, truly is a fave of 2020. Even though it is beyond devastating that it has had to end i think or the, pause i think the glee rewatch is as a favorite of any year you know i yes. think that that is something that you know will sustain us for years to come yes. and i am i'm truly devastated that we've had to put it on hold due to this pandemic but mark the my words saddest, everyone <laughs> the saddest moment was me realizing that it has disappeared from netflix continue watching that's so tragic like no not that not that <laughs> not that no so that's a fave and then actual new show that came out um was never have i ever i put that too and utopia oh yes i remember you talking about that would recommend that too basically it's just like a group of young adults (laughs) by like a they met online and they're like interested in this like underground graphic novel and then they start being targeted by like a deep state organization and they have to save the world. And it's very, very good. I love that. I mean, like I'm hooked, you know, tell me you more. Need, I think you should watch it. I think you might like it. It's entertaining. <laughs> um, that's that's it for my TV shows. I also um, did not watch a single movie that was new. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think. No, it was, it was um, I have. It, there was no there was no new movies that I <laughs> dove into. No, it like it just like I didn't have access to new movies. No. Like, and I was like I don't want to pay um a ridiculous amount to like watch it at home. Like it feels like a little excessive the price <laughs> for no. like movies at home. And it's like I like I'll pay to go see a movie in the theater yeah. it's, like the experience of like going to the yes. theater. The theater. The theater. <laughs> That's a thing. Like I saw a lot of people like 
when the prices and stuff first started happening when this was like a new mm. experience and I was like well you would probably spend that much if you went and it's like yeah but it would be like getting there buying the ticket buying food like it's not my my food is here I'm not buying <laughs> my food is my here. food is here unless I'm ordering it from Uber Eats which then I'm just paying even more money <laughs> um YouTube I have two YouTube favorites Ooh. already talked about one frenemies that's just obviously wild i don't know if either of them are likable people but it's very entertaining to watch yeah (laughs) and that's something in these times that's something that's all you need is just entertainment (laughs) there's also a guy named nick deramio deramio i don't know how to say his last name but he makes like commentary videos of like movies but he like I'll send you videos, Logan. Okay. I think you'll yeah. really enjoy this. I love a good commentary um, video. But he makes so much on, like, Shane Dawson's movies and, like, music videos. <laughs> and he's so, like, brutal. And it's just, like, it's so beautiful. And he's so funny. And I was listening to Mother May I Sleep With podcast. And then I was like, wait, this voice sounds familiar. And he was a guest with Malls oh on God. Mother May I Sleep With podcast. So I love. I will that send happens. you videos literally right after this. Yes, please do. But he's very entertaining, and it's very good for like you know when you just want to like eat your dinner and like watch something, but you don't want to like watch a movie. Yes, that's my dinner friend. <laughs> yeah, I do that sometimes. Like when I'm working, like when I'm eating my lunch, and I'm yes. like, I want to watch something whilst I'm eating. But like I like YouTube is always you my go-to. Yeah. So you can't like start a TV show because then no, it'll exactly. be done and you'll have to pause and go back to work. Yeah, which is miserable. Yeah, so no, I I feel that. So, so. I could use some more lunchtime content. <laughs> I will send you him because he is truly the best. Love it's that. very entertaining. Living for that. Those are my faves. Oh my god. Oh, I guess the only other category that I'll do is my newsletter faves, which I've already oh, talked yes. about on the podcast, but um just for anybody who's looking for a, a roundup of all of them. Um, Cause this year was the, the year of newsletters, I guess. So hung up by Hunter Harris, Hunter the Harris. Um, the one wow. and only. I love it because like she had like one of her newsletters came out like yesterday night. And so I s- didn't see it until this morning when I woke up and I was like truly like starting my day with her newsletter as if it was like a cup of coffee. I was like, this will sustain <laughs> me for the day. It's like, thank I you Hunter. <laughs> Um, Save and us then, and deliver yeah, us. Truly, deliver us from evil, dear Hunter. Um, also, Ira Madison has a newsletter called The Third, which is oh, very funny, pop culture-based, very enjoyable. Love that. And then um, Alison Roman also has a newsletter called A Newsletter, which is a very apt name for it. And she sends out a recipe every week. And then there's, you know, personal anecdotes and etc it's an enjoyable read and i love her recipes so much so those are those are my newsletters that i've (laughs) cultivated this year and have enjoyed you're talking but your mouth is moving differently you know (laughs) no Uh, maybe i've just learned to like throw my voice maybe maybe doing some that's my 2020 fave was learning to be a ventriloquist that's fun. I, I I I enjoy that hobby for you. I hope that's something that you get into. Thank you. Thank you. Um. Anyway, those those are my favorites. Those are your favorites. Those are our favorites. Twenty twenty favorites. You know, despite the fact that it was an all around pretty shit year. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm glad that we we're able to find um some tiny pockets of joy. <laughs> some content favorites, at yeah. the very least. At the very least, that's wonderful. Um. 
if you want to follow along with us, we're on Twitter and Instagram at honestlypod, facebook.com slash honestlypod. Um, let us know what your 2020 favorites are. We'd love to know. Give us yeah, some content recommendations for the upcoming year. You can also send us an email at thehonestlypodcast at gmail.com. Um, we have a website, which is thehonestlypodcast.wixsite.com slash home. Don't forget the slash home. It will lead you nowhere. Hell yeah. Um, we have merchandise for merchandise. You can check it out by going to our website and clicking on the merch tab, or you can go to honestlypod.threadless.com. Go check it out. Hell yeah. See Cute the offerings faces. that we have for you. Our wares. I was literally just about to say, buy our wares. I hate that so much, but it also brings me so much joy. We're peddling our wares. We Please go buy them. We are constantly peddling those wares. Ugh. Um, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Potable, Pocket Casts, etc. We don't really know. Just if you're listening to us somewhere, we're there. We're there. Hit <laughs> we're us up. We'd love to we'd love to see you. Um if you leave us a review, send us a screenshot of it and we'll send you some limited edition Honestly Bot stickers. They're vintage, they're um collectibles they are they actually they will be worth money someday and you can mark our words yeah so jot that down (laughs) we're gonna be big (laughs) just you watch out okay this is what we're going into year four of doing this podcast Uh, any day now (laughs) any day now we're gonna we're gonna hit the big time (laughs) i believe it do you (laughs) power power positive thinking manifesting manifesting Peddling our wares, manifesting 2021. Yeah, that's the vibe for 2021, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, is that it? That's all. All right. <laughs> Bye. Bye.